Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is October 26th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. I've just uh, been contemplating this morning uh, where my 17th ranked Illini will get to with a with a W this weekend if they can pull it off in, in Lincoln, Nebraska. You know, continuing their, their stretch here through the Big Ten West. So much Illinois football talk in this podcast, which I think... Is probably uh, seems more realistic than what I'm about to ask you. Given September, I don't know. Had I guessed in September first, but even more far fetched. A real question: Are the Bears better than the Packers? Oh no! The Packers are a disaster. Yeah, the but Bears Aaron just kicked the Patriots' ass. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers. I mean, no. Aaron Rodgers might be done. Maybe no. washed at forty some million a year until the Bears beat Aaron Rodgers. Like wow, uh, I figured you'd be riding high. They just no. got worked by the Commanders and the Jets. We got worked by the Commanders, the Giants. <laughs> yeah, that was like a that was down to the wire. But yes, it's interesting. I think it's a real the Bears real aren't good. Question. They shouldn't be winning these games. I had the Patriots in my survivor pool last night. Just with a lot of other people. Never get signed for Monday Night Football. You're, you know, when a bunch of people are picking your game for Survivor, and then, of course, it flipped on me, and the Bears, you know. Bears dominated. Dashed my hopes. Yeah, at least it wasn't a heartbreaker. I went to bed early. Um, all right, let's get to it. We have a light week of golf, I think, if you consider, you know, where there's no LPGA. <laughs> light week? No Speak for yourself. We got the what? Butterfield. The Butterfield. There's a lot of mid-am stuff going on. You want to do a mid-am minute here at the top? You want to talk about the, the Bridges Cup or whatever the hell that know. thing is? Who's wetting their beak out there? What's yeah, going I on wonder, there? Um, wonder, wonder who's getting paid a lot of money to do that tournament. Uh, Jeju Island, notorious for you know seeking out publicity and ratings for many years now um let's see but let's yeah. see where it, where it ranks in the next worldwide ranking <laughs> and uh, nextgolf.com <laughs> worldwide ranking it'll be really a fascinating thing to to see i'm getting <laughs> i'm getting all I'm these 50 mid- spots <laughs> this is jesu island host of the prestigious nine bridges cup um and yeah, you they, forgot 8 a.m golf put on this you know great <laughs> event it's interesting though i mean if you're a mid-am it looks like a posh little deal you get a lot of you know it's a international team competition but there's got the one at carmel i'm getting buddies friends of the program the sending, cup yeah yeah pre- preserve there was apparently an article on amateurgolf.com about one of the, maybe the guy who won it, I'm sorry, I'm omitting his name, 
had a quote about all the perspective he has now that he, he's had a child. So that whole that whole bit has made it to the mid-ham circuit. They have more perspective now as mid-amateurs, what now that they're dads. Um, there's apparently one in Puerto Rico or Dominican Republic that gets you a spot into the Puerto Rico Open. So I had a buddy text me between this, the Bridges Cup, the Perspective, and the Stocker Cup. There's so many mid-end events going on right now. Just one in California. All He just went through. He, he finished the text with, the winner gets a spot in the PR Open. Would be a great time to be a 25-plus 20, guy who consistently shoots 73 and doesn't mind his wife hating him. So it does feel like a good good circuit to be on right now if you're a mid-am. So that's our mid-am minute, apparently. Busy fall asleep. Um, the mid-am right. minute. There we go. So New segment. Maybe we could do that more often. It's not that far from the Butterfield, though. You know, the Butterfield, right? uh, legitimately, I cover professional golf for a living. I've never encountered Ostensibly. a field where I know, I don't know so many names. Like, don't know who this person is. Can you give us an example of that? I mean, are uh, they just Ma- Palmer Jackson? Yeah. Uh, I Caleb mean, like, Surratt we're familiar with. He's a well, well sort of hyped uh amateur player what who else is there jerry i mean you get (laughs) (laughs) i mean i only know michael sims because of doing this because of this bermuda who's swan kim or kim swan is that the guy who top 10 it last week and got in so he went from probably korea to south carolina to now bermuda there was there was an sh kim i think Who's uh, Trevor Werbloyo? Oh, I've seen that name. He's hard to forget with all the consonants in a row there on the back. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a KFT guy. But yes, it's uh it's a thin field. Denny McCarthy is the betting favorite. Uh, we were talking about this in Slack yesterday. Garrett, you know, listen to the Friday podcast with Denny McCarthy uh, for for tips on a favorite on a PAGA tour, full field, full FedEx cup points event, the Butterfield Bermuda, always a favorite of ours. The past champs, Brian Gay, Brendan Todd, Lucas Herbert. Don't call me a bear. Um, yeah, this is a full event. John Daly is a sponsor's exemption. Cause that apparently is just never. Who's Jared Dillis. I was looking at that one. I don't know who that is. It's, um, is Greg Coke related to Gary Coke? Potentially, he's the section player, so you get a little bit of like uh, sort of Latino America, Caribbean. You know, you have our Aaron Jarvis who won the amateur event. You get a, you get a little element of that. Willie Mack the third got a sponsor exemption. Oxley Who's got Nick a Jones? Who? Nick Jones? Nick or Mike? <laughs> Nick. Um, okay. Eric Cole, the minor league uh, superstar, <laughs> playing. It's a it's an opportunity to just, you know, pick off some points, go and do something. I Can we talk about the plaque for a second? This what, is the only CJ notable plaque? thing. No. No. This is the only notable thing I've seen so far out of Bermuda. There is apparently a plaque on the 16th hole at Port Royal. And the PGA Tour comms tweeted about today says, on the tee, man, not capitalized, quote, man, I've never been so nervous on a shot, end quote. 
Lucas Glover, 2009 Grand Slam of Golf Champions. Why is this a plaque? I realize it's a hard par three. It's just a throwaway quote. It's not even like I aced it. I hit the, you know, hit it to one foot to win the 2009. Lucas Glover, you know, not Jack Nicholas, not, you know, either Kelly Craft. It's one of major, can done some things. But why are you putting throwaway quotes from Lucas Glover on your tee box at Port Royal, Port Royal, saying, I was never been so nervous on a shot? It does look like a quite nerve wracking shot. It's a long ass, like 240, wind's going to be howling, but there's grandstands. So they'll probably just throw it into the grandstands way right and get a drop as is, you know, an often the best course of play on the PGA tour backstopping circuit. But that just drove me out. Like we need, we need to put a stop to the liberal plaque placement and usage. And I know we'll continue to be on the plaque. Beat let here. me, let me I've never uh, been so I'm nervous. defend it. Tell it. You don't need to. There's no defense of this. All right. He didn't get, it's on I'm going to provide a counterpoint. The Grand Slam, which doesn't even <laughs> exist, 14 years ago, he said he was nervous. And they put that in the ground? What are, what are we doing? So here's, here's my defense. Riviera's got a plaque for with a Hogan quote on it on the fourth hole. Not <laughs> Lucas Clover. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Riviera's got Hogan. That that seems to fit, right? Sure. Port Royal has Luke Sclover. <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing. Hey, this could be an inter- <laughs> interesting watch on Friday. Apparently, the wind looks like it's going to be a little nutty. There's some sort of tropical thing going on. Does not look it's like always, it'll rain. It's always <laughs> crazy. But we're talking like Bermuda. 30, yeah, 30 mile an hour stuff Friday. This I event mean, might low-key be great. Is it given <laughs> out in Augusta uh, birth? I think so. It's not because it was supposed to be at WGC, right? This is so absurd. Wait. Is it full FedEx Cup points? I believe so. Yeah. So it gives out the same amount of points as Rory got last week. This is the thing. Uh, Joe Labadia is on, on this. Like, they, players need to start gaming FedEx Cup points. And, yes. and uh, that might might end this year. But this is a perfect example. Like, if they're, they're giving out 500 FedEx Cup points for this, the same as last week at the CJ Cup. You got 15 of the fir- top 20 players in the world there. And you got Denny McCarthy. I, great guy. Enjoy Denny McCarthy, but he's the uh, he's the betting favorite. You get the same amount of points. How is that? That'd be Who, like being like, hey, you know, you know, you get to pick whoever you want to play. You know, they don't have to be college or uh, playoff eligible in the first round of the NFL playoffs. Like, you think anybody's going to pick play against you know? A playoff team, they're just gonna right. go pick the worst team right. in the league. Like this right. is the, one of the worst fields of golf, and they're getting the man, same amount of points. Man, I've never been so nervous on a shot. Put, I think print, I, I think the, the, I'm in on the plaque. That's so you're only because it's cannon fodder content for this podcast. Um, it is to confirm a full 500 FedEx Cup points, six point five million dollar purse, one point one seven to the winner. Just to give you an indication, one more barometer of the field. Who do you think they're bringing in for press conferences? That's always sort of a gauge. Like, well, who made the? Who's got to go and speak to the press so that they can churn out some content? 
that's not plaque related. Please tell me JJ Henry. No, it's Seamus Power. And then your very own probably wants to talk about the Nebraska game. Thomas. Don't call me Thomas. Detry. Detry. So those are your two press conferences at the Butterfield. Uh, I don't know what what's the what's the TV schedule here. One thirty to four thirty, all four days. I hope I hope the wind is just crazy on that Friday. Maybe an interesting watch. So that's your uh, Butterfield debrief. Do you have any other thoughts you want to add to that one? It's a bad. It's it's not it's not a strong PJ Tour event. And we got DA points. We got Cody <laughs> Gribble. We got JJ Henry. We got David Hearn. DJ Trey, Robert, Robert Garrigus, DJ Garrigus in there. Garrigus is in there. Vaughn Taylor. This when's this gonna stop? Just make mm. it make it stop. <sighs> uh, it will be contrasted against Live Miami by people for sure because that, that we're gonna talk oh. more about Live Miami on Friday because you know we record Thursday night and that will be you know not have started. I, I'm you know. Moderately intrigued by the circus that will be. Moderately intrigued by the match play. While we're on that, I gotta say, I've read through the like pre-tournament notes, and there was like a smash GC section on all these quotes from Kepka and Peter Uline. The team thing has revived me, Kepka said. It's been special. You're fighting for somebody else other than just yourself. And I think that's really cool. Brooks Kepka, the guy who like pretty much took a shit on the Ryder Cup. Right. And then blamed everybody else for misinterpreting his quotes. He's like, I don't know. It doesn't mean that much to me. Like, I don't care. Like, I show up. It's very weird. It's different. Like, it's different from every other week. Uh, like, you know, came out pretty strongly meh on the Ryder Cup. Says the team thing has revived me. But this, that's not as good as Peter Uline. Just a lot happier out here than I've been the last five years playing on tour. Really? I wonder why. Because you've made a ton of money and you have guaranteed status you didn't have on the PGA Tour. But no, that's not it. The team aspect of it, I like. I was never really a fan of the well, lone wolf a, kind of thing. This week's we going to be. This week's going to all be about teams. This is because well, you have the match. They're going to have their so. scripted. Their scripted. Every week, their scripted themes with these guys. Yeah, like this is, you know, they all say the same things and because it's all propaganda. And this is effectively this week's scripting is is how great team golf is. Because there is an aspect of these like seated, you know, match play, head-to-head stuff. But just hearing, you know, Peter Uline talk about how much happier is on the tour that he was kind of a 4A up and down guy on, like no shit. He looks, but no, he's going to say, it's because I like hanging with the guys. It really resonates with me. It sticks with me. Sure. Okay. You and Jason Kokrak are going to Benihana every night. So, um, all right. Uh, so that was, uh, a, we'll talk more live. Maybe they'll hang out in Northeast Ohio together. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe a little too, you know, utilitarian blue collar. Seems like the perfect for the, time for, for live to scoop up Kanye. Oh my god! Just for the concert series, yeah, make it make it more unlikable. Ah, uh, yeah, might not cost much. Yeah, wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility, I suppose. Um, yeah, so we'll talk more live on Friday. Butterfield, other well, elsewhere in the schedule for the week, we have the Portugal Masters. That will be coffee golf. Um, from Portugal, if you can believe it or not. That's whatever, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. 
Thursday through Sunday on the Golf Channel. Those are your three events. Live Miami, Butterfield, and Portugal Masters. There is no Champs Tour. There is no LPGA. Um, let's do an ad read. What are, what are we going to do without Champions Tour? What would you say? I lost They're still in the news, though. They're still... They released their schedule today. It was a pretty nice way I want to, to wake talk up about this that. morning. My internet's like chopping up. I want to talk about they must feel this must be the global home. Feel a champions tour schedule take coming on. But uh let's do an ad read for our friends at bdraddy.com. I am right now at a bdraddy polo. I just took off my bdraddy Russ crew neck. Uh and bdraddy boxers, but you know, you people don't need to know that. This is uh fall layering season is a good time for bdraddy. I just actually bought a friend of mine. With my own hard-earned money as a thank you gift for uh, a round he took me out to Wake Forest. I brought him a Wake Forest uh, Lee long sleeve polo and a Russ crew neck. Uh, they have their collegiate collection. You know, a lot of SEC teams, ACC teams. They got a little. They got. A, they've cornered the Connecticut market. I think they're based up there. They got Fairfield, Knippiac, and UConn. If you want to go down that road, mixed in. I, I love that it goes Clemson, Fairfield, Florida on the page. You know, Fairfield might be the no Illinois. Yeah, get I mean, on them. Maybe they're, you know, Bert is driving hard bargain for the licensing deal. You never know what's happening. I mean, you're that. talking about one of the few college football playoff eligible teams. Well, yesterday's price is not today's price. Apparently, as, as Fat Joe says, as they're they on the up on the up. Right. So they're negotiating. They might. Um, one of the problems Bert might say they don't have any, they don't have a size that that actually could be true yeah there's a wide range of sizes but they might not have one for bert um or or a shacket isn't he a big shacket guy i love shackets with the half zip shacket deal uh maybe at zero they might have something he wears the all white (laughs) (laughs) looks like you know the Michelin Man in the all white, right? <laughs> it's, a, it's amazing when he gets sound in shot. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I would, uh, yeah, check out the Collegiate Collection. I, I, this is, you know, we like all their stuff. My personal recommendation, obviously, we talked about Zach Short. One thing I have, I had this summer, but I hadn't had occasion to wear it until it got a little chillier. Is that Lee lawn sleeve? I, I am, I like it a lot. I like it. Um, Demonstra- the polo, I, the lawn sleeve polo, the least it's a sport lawn sleeve. Oh, um, I don't cuffs, have one of those. They're awesome. Like this, it's a really, really good shirt. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy with it. The fit is like really good. The cuffs are like, you know, the worst part about a lawn sleeve shirt is like when the cuffs on the, like get real stretched out. Right. And you're like, it just, it, it's like hanging over your wrists or your hands and stuff. It's got a really good, like, I don't know, like elastic part to the cuff that kind of goes up but it's not on the outside it's on the interior so you don't see it i uh no long zach short lee lawn sleeve is a really good one and a lot of the uh, collegiate collection is, is the lee lawn sleeve polo so go to vdratty.com use a promo code sgs25 you get 25 percent off when you use that good amount of change that that gets knocked off in that checkout cart thanks to them for sponsoring all uh all year and and really since this podcast started um okay We've done the mid mid and minute schedule for the week. We do have a new Champions Tour schedule. I saw you tweeting about this this morning. I was kind of disappointed it came on your radar because I had actually prepared a little bit. I wanted to hit you with it. And I was like, shit, you already saw it. I really wanted to kind of 
catch him off guard and talk I don't know how I came schedule. across that early in the morning, but it was just <laughs> delightful to, to see. <laughs> 28 events, 25 regular season, three postseason. Who's asking for this? 66 million in total prize money. Uh, the highest in the PGA Ch- Champions 43 season history, which, you know, I, I kind of make sense, you know, as, as time moves on and we evolve, the money tends to go back. But thankfully, you know, people were asking for a return to Morocco. And that's what we have with this new Champions Tour schedule relief release. The trophy, Hassan, too, is back. Uh, so the the uh, the champion circuit will be going to Morocco in the early part of the season. I think right after the Huayalai, they go to uh, not right after, but you know they only play Huayalai only event in January, and then they go to Morocco. How are they getting guys to go to Morocco when they can't get them to go to the Senior Open? They the you know whatever royal family I assume sends the jet in conjunction with the champions tour. I think that's a whole deal. Like everybody gets on this charter somewhere in like Southeastern United States. They say like, just get to Atlanta. Then we'll get to Morocco is my guess. I don't have hard information on that. Just I think guessing. we should do a champions tour fantasy league listener. Like We've talked this is about the this year 25 times. Uh, Bridgestone's out, but Firestone's still in. Could set it up. We'll do it. Bridgestone's out. The, the, the majors are terrible. Century World, Firestone, back to back. But I don't know why, why. Like why? Why should they be good? That's the thing. It shouldn't. Everything should be terrible because it's a terrible tour. They do have Fields Ranch East, which I know you talked about at length on a recent PGA Fresco review. Big KitchenAid, big mixer yeah. tournament. Yeah, of course, you like that one. Yeah, yeah. Corrupted by stand-up appliances. Um, but yeah, Bridgestone is out. I was just like, I don't understand. Like, wasn't the whole point of staying in Akron, like to foster that whole, like, because they got screwed because FedEx took the WGC out from under them. And now they're out. It's the colleague company's championship. Maybe Goodyear will come in. Yes, right in their oh, yeah. backyard, too. The rubber city. Yeah, that's true. They might take over. Goodyear. Um, and then last but not least, big champions tour schedule. Stuart Sink. That's the one. Larry Bird's not coming through that door, but Stuart Sink is. They're quoted. He gets quoted. That's your boy. He walked around the old course with them. Big, big fan. You're a big fan of Stu. Uh, but he's the one that's, you know, joining this year. And they quoted, you know, him as this is the big uh, rookie coming in to clean up. He will clean up. Guy was like recently quite good and competitive on the PGA Tour. I imagine he might. He smacks that- the shit out of the ball. You know, here's here's the hope and Stu can take down Alker. Well, that's true. That is a I, tall task I, as a rookie. I don't know if anybody can at this point. I uh, just that's one of the stories of the year. You know, you get past Liv, you get past Rory getting back to world number one. Scotty Scheffler's big year. And I think Alker's right there at newsmakers and golf in twenty twenty two. It is a, it is sort of an amazing story, but um, is it? <laughs> I guess I don't know. I'm just talking to try and move this along. All right, that's your Champions Tour schedule release. Other news: an interesting article from Ryan Lavner on the PGA Tour, illuminating in a few ways. PGA Tour contemplating some significant changes to promotion out of PGA Tour University. 
Uh, in the article, you can go to golfchannel.com and read it. I suggest you do that. The proposal is number one in PGA Tour University, immediately goes to the tour. Now, of course, PGA Tour University, you have to be a senior. And so you immediately go to the tour for like two months, right? And you've just like played all spring. And so it's like a two-month exemption, right? Like basically from mid-June to, I don't know, Wyndham or whatever, mid-August. So number one immediately goes to tour. That's two through 10 get KFT status. Um, this is from uh, Labner's article. The proposal pertains only to college seniors, which means underclassmen like Puig, David Puig, and Eugenio Chichara, Chikara will continue to be vulnerable to poaching. Um, there's a secondary proposal that involves a nebulous points-based system designed to identify and instantly promote non-senior superstars. So this is my big issue. It's like if you're confining it to just seniors, like in the article, PGA Tour used like it is created to encourage people to stay in school. That's like the NBA, you know, no, you need to be like full 21 to come in and play, even though you could be a top, I don't know, 40. What was Zion as a rookie? Or or like he's a top 30 to 40 player in the NBA, right? Top 50. Like even though he hasn't been in college three years. So they want people to still be seniors. Now the secondary points-based system, little scoop from an anonymous source, well-placed on what this could be. Um, It's like a point system, I was told, comparable to the LPGA Hall of Fame. Like you have to just keep hitting so many points by certain distinctions and honors. So you get a certain amount of points for player of the year in college, certain amount of points for winning the U.S. Amateur, a certain amount of points for being Wager number one. And you get, if you get a certain number... And apparently this number is quite high, points-based system. You get your card after the season. And what I was told, based on this point system, the only three guys since 2010 who would have met this criteria as, you know, an underclassman or non-senior are Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantlay, and Patrick Rogers. So three guys since 2010 would have hit this nebulous second, you know, lab. Not even uh, Matt McNeely. That's what I see. That's what I was told. Insider. crazy. Anonymous scoop. So that's the underclass potential point system they're creating. The other one is seniors only. Number one gets this card, but you know, like you're getting it in June and the season ends in August. This is the Um, whole problem with the system and the way the season works, right? I I thought these guys don't have enough time. Like Cootie's the perfect example this year. He's number one. PGA Tour year, he goes to Corn Ferry, and he just tears it up. And he finishes, I think, 33rd in the points. But he only got, like, eight starts. And if you take his average points per start, he would have been one or two over the course of the year. And instead, he's like, he's got to go to Corn Ferry Finals, then he gets hurt. It's just... This is, I guess, you know... Should they be, is the intention right? Yes. Like they're, they're recognizing they need to do something. And I appreciate that, that they need to change and they need to provide opportunities, but But then they just, they don't do anything right after that. It's illustrative of the cruise ship, uncreative half measures that we've seen when we're relying on the global home to produce the ideas. You are facing an existential threat. You are going to get more Chikaras picked off if you do not respond in a substantive way. And I'd say this is 
only going halfway there. Now, there are real, like, there's some really good quotes in this Labner article from Rom and yes. Hovland with somewhat competing viewpoints, I would say. Hovland's like, you know, I get it. Like, we can't lose these top guys to competing tours. It's tours younger every year. Rom talking about how, like, if it were him, like, it needs to be even more access. It's crazy how many people are getting lost in McKenzie Tour and Latino America Tour. And if it were him and he went to his dad and he said, I got to turn down 50 million when kids, you know, make, be a kid who comes from little, like, how do you do that? Can you do that? Um, and so Rom, I think, was in favor of sort of opening the floodgates more. It's indicative of them at least taking less of a protective approach to the J.J. Henrys. But the actual plan and ideas put on the table just still are illustrative of how just big and slow-moving and non-responsive they are because their hands well, are tied so much based on size the- and antiquated rules the fact that these guys the live is picking off underclassmen and their initial solution is still only pertains to upperclassmen that's that's like the first like we don't understand what the actual problem is right so right like that's one of my issues with this pga tour u rankings is like it only it shouldn't, you know, and it's dicey. Like you want kids to stay in school, but if not every kid should have to stay in school. And we saw Will Zell Torres left school early. Davis Riley left school early. Like this is happening more and more. Right. And as golf gets younger and younger, like we're going to get to the point where it might be like college basketball. If you're a senior, that probably might indicate you don't have it at the pro level. I'm not saying it's going to be that uh, dramatic. I don't know about that. I don't think it's going to be that dramatic. But like in college basketball, if you play four years in college basketball, it's often indicative that like you might not have it to make it as a pro. I'm not suggesting it's going to be that dramatic. But as golf gets younger and younger, more talent will be more competitive at sophomore and junior levels. Well, it's just... Uh... It's hard. It's this is the thing. We it's it's the overarching situation. I think the overarching issue and this ties in with the schedule, it ties in with everything is the overarching issue is that the best solution for the PGA Tour at this point to really battle live is like completely reforming the tour. And if you reform the tour, you would create a very clear path for anybody who's very talented to make it to the tour, whether it's, you know, I mean, Joaquin Neiman is a perfect example. He was ready to go when he was 18 for the PGA tour and he was there, right? right. He did it. Um, so creating a very clear pathway into the tour and how you get there and like a feasible one. It would be very, you know, much how you might want to compete against Liv. But the tour doesn't want to unwind everything. And it's so intricate. You have so many sponsors. You have so many obligations to TV. You have so many obligations to membership. They just won't unwind it. And that's the issue is all these things are just Band-Aid solutions. They're all reactive. This is a reactive solution to a problem 
that's not going to work. It's like putting a Band-Aid on like a gash that needs stitches. Like it's just not work. It's not going to work for you, you know? And this is, you know, this is effectively the problem. Everything, every good idea goes to die in Pontevedra. <laughs> well, it's, it's, you get this, too many people. Think about, it gets larded up and watered down. Think about this. Two and people in the room, it. you bring 20, things get messier and diluted. Think about this. And then think about the champion sewer schedule rollout. What about it? Like just the juxtaposition. We got this like. You know, we're rolling out 28 Champions Tour events, but we can't figure out how we can get the young talent, the the young future superstar talent to the PGA Tour in a in a meaningful well, and expedited fashion. That's indicative of an organization that's been more concerned about playing opportunities and sponsorship sold than survival and future forward thinking, right? I mean, that's just how they've had to operate or, or what their mindset has been for the last many years um we should talk about that there is this isn't like a an easy easy topic um because there are guys this is golf it's not the thing where zion is immediate like automatic the number one picks automatic i know there's busts in the nba and nfl and things like that like you see guys who light it up in college who need time in the minors or maybe can't make it uh, on tour and and Hovland, I thought sort of offered like he totally admitted like we got to do this something like this. But in the ideal world, I still think you should go through the ranks and earn it. There should be a pathway to make it on tour for the following year, like there is now. I think that's right. But obviously, with threats going on, you have to make some compromises. Um, it's a no brainer. He said Chikari talks about how he plays with them. He's like it was a no brainer. He's made you know six seven million plus the eight figure signing bonus. Um, and he just talked about like what he gained from playing not immediately on the PGA tour. Um, so and McNeely, Maverick McNeely, I thought had some good uh, comments as well. Like, it, you know, it's very different. Like than the first 10 years, like where tour veterans were trying to keep access more limited, like basically acknowledging, you know, I I'm a member, I deserve my spot. So uh, obviously an interesting topic going forward. It, it like will continue to be impacted by whether live is given entryway to majors, right? That continues to be sort of a, a balance. We know Pearson Cootie was offered a whatever eye opening, staggering amount as well. But some of the like what you'd lose by going weighed heavily on him. So, so it'll constantly be in flux. And you know, live seems well positioned to pick off players this way. Now they're also making bets on guys. And need them to pan out and can't can't kind of wash out or be a bust too. So but again, on live it's hard to tell if a guy's a bust all the time, right? You know, it's you don't can't you can almost hide it a little better. And I think that's the thing that is frustrating is like the tour is in such a good position and they you know, you have all these very competitive tours. It's just a matter of devising the system in in a thought out way like i like the idea of a point system that can get people up early but it can't be like you have to like effectively be the greatest college player of all time you know that's what you're talking about with like patrick rogers right you're talking about compiling like you know one of the greatest college careers you know before you're a senior 
Yeah, it, it can't be that. Like, it has to be, like, if I, it, you know, it has to be, like, you know, if, like, Gordon Sargent would be an interesting case, right? He yes. almost won the NCAA individual. As a freshman. He's, yeah, as a freshman. He's playing unbelievable. I saw he just won the East Lake Cup. Like, this, you watch that guy play golf, and you're like, wow, that, that's a tour player. Like, it's not that hard to spot him, but it's just a matter of, like, Creating something like, you know, if he has another good year this year, you probably should try and get him up there. Do you think the tour can put money into the KFT to make it competitive? Like, I mean, real money. Obviously, they can't put Imagine money if they had it. the $66 million that the, <laughs> that the Champions Tour is bragging about. I mean, that's a thing. I know they got it. They're trying to put more money everywhere with pips and elevated events and, but. I mean that to me one of the the bigger failures is that the KFT isn't more of a a product that they really push and push out there because they could do a lot of really really fun stuff. I mean like think about if the KFT if there was, you know, if there's 10 college spots a tournament or or seven. Yeah. And it was hey we're going to sprinkle these around to the guys that are in the top 30 of this ranking and, you know, give them chances. And some of them are going to have conflicts with college events or different amateur tournaments. But we know like, this is how many spot, like there's such potential, but with all this, it goes back to unwinding this crazy complex situation that they're in. Just one thing you're talking about pushing the KFT more. I would just add in that Champions Tour release. Each event in 2023 will be televised nationally on Golf Channel. The tour is exclusive. Uh, three events will have weekend coverage on NBC. At KFT, it's like the event's got to pay for TV to come there, and we go like four months without having one on TV. So, uh, as you're talking about pushing, KFT is a real product. All right, that does an interesting report. Not not like a an easy solution, but. It doesn't seem like they're taking a big swing at it. Did yet. you see that the NBA, uh, the G League, uh, is doing that Sloan scoring? No. Full time? Really? Yeah, I think so. I, I believe I saw that. But, like, you know, that's a perfect example. The NBA tests tons of stuff with the G League, like, before they bring it to the NBA. Yeah. And maybe that's what the tour, you know, I understand why it's really hard to move things in certain directions and, and make, you know, big decisions. But like the fact that none of these things ever even like no ideas even get tested on other tours is crazy outside of like, we got like Sunday through Wednesday coverage, <laughs> a couple tournaments. <laughs> That's no longer on TV or available. Whatever the, <laughs> Abaco and eczema and all this. Yeah. But yeah. like, if you're, right. if you're thinking about like a col a better system for college players, it seems like the KFT and having, you know, giving them some runway and some opportunities to play. And, it, you know, it, it just, I don't know. It's the problem. The problem isn't seniors necessarily right now. Right. 
it's you know if you know somebody's going to be a great player that lives just going to pick them off earlier you know than whatever your set date is so you know be creative yep all right that does it i think for this uh wednesday episode uh we'll be back oh event of the week is the asian pacific amateur okay that's gonna be thailand right this year yeah yeah that'll be a good one that'll be a good watch catnip call of the week catnip call of the week the mike evans getting golf instructor Uh, i mean as soon as i saw it happen i dropped it in flack i said we'll put that in put that in the newsletter if we can as quick hook but that is headed for aggregation station that will be you won't believe what mike evans was actually getting that and anthony kim on the on the list which was like just kind of a nothing burger we'd already heard they probably talked and had interest but it wasn't like a real substance to it all right everyone enjoy your wednesdays enjoy your friday juniors we'll be back friday talk a little bit i don't know live miami whatever's happened at the butterfields and uh we'll be back then talk to you friday (laughs) 